Hello there, and welcome back to a normal, average, Viking-free version of the Dad and Sons podcast. Thank God. Thank Thor. My two Viking brothers here, Matt Visual and Maybe Dad. <laughs> maybe Dad. Maybe. 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 I am your other host, Daddy Potemkin, and we're back for another week of video games that don't have Vikings in them. Or do we, George? I did not actually ask last time. Why Why did you go with the, the, the famous uh, Russian propaganda movie, uh, Battleship Potemkin? Wait, that's what you think of when you first think of Potemkin? I first heard huh. the word in college film class where they taught us about communist propaganda. Interesting. For me, it's because my original Valheim character is called Soul Bad Guy, mm -hmm. after the Guilty Gear character. So I was thinking of another... Guilty Gear character name uh, for my Danson's <laughs> character. Video and, I, and I was thinking, which is the most daddy Guilty Gear character? And of course, it's Eno. But I thought, well, I'll stick with the, the most daddy in size, which is Potemkin, who is the giant character from Guilty Gear. So I went with Daddy Potemkin. Wow. Wow. You can see so my thought process here. My frame of reference was was the something unrelated to video games. <laughs> it it was it was an important moment in film history. Like this 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 Soviet propaganda movie apparently invented the <laughs> montage or something. But <laughs> and your frame of reference is 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 weeb ass video games. Well, it's Guilty Gear. You know the daddy of all video games. Big daddy. So, big daddy Potemkin, baby. I always liked the guy with the bag on his head. He was my favorite. Yeah, I <laughs> did think about Faust. I did think about Daddy Faust. Daddy Faust sounds pretty good. I do not remember their names, but are they all named after, like, European stuff? Well, they're mostly named after rock stars, or, you know, that's the idea, right? Axel Lowe. Soul bad guy. Who is I know named after? Eno. She's named after, Eno. like, an old Japanese rock star, I think. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember her uh, her victory pose. Kai Kisuke. Who, oh, wait, who else? I guess they've kind of gone out the window now. Nagoyuki. It's definitely <laughs> yeah. not a rock star name. Slayer. I mean, Slayer, he's the best. He's like the best character, and he's literally called Slayer. <laughs> I can't believe that, like, my, that Potemkin, I, that Potemkin thing. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> We're back. Guys, how you doing? I mean... Let's be honest. It hasn't been that long since I no. saw you. Guys. No, it hasn't. <laughs> <I saw> uh... <laughs> in fact, I just talked about a Viking episode of the podcast, which may or may not be out by now. I'm really bummed for reasons that listeners are about to find out. Yeah. I got a lump in my throat. I got a lump in my stomach. I got the attention deficit brain fog going on. I feel like shit. We we just experimented with our first Let's Play episode and almost everything went okay. <laughs> yeah. At least I could laugh about it now, but yeah, no, I've been I've been locked up too long. I, I spent the whole weekend working on videos. It was only three days since the last session we made, and I I don't have a lot of a lot of a lot of fun feelings to talk about this. This time, it's just yeah. It's just... been a, it's been just a weekend, right? Which you think would be the most the time where we got most of our chilling done, but 
It seems not. Not us. No, not 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 now that everyone works through the weekends. Not us. I mean, now that time is not a concept anymore. It's just, it just, it, we exist and therefore sometimes play video games. Working around the clock on, on silly internet videos. <laughs> that people may see, may or may not see. The thing about editing videos on an older computer is that a lot of times you may have to just sit there and wait for a meter to fill up. And if you happen to have a Twitter persona in, in which there's some sort of incentive in your brain making you want to keep a tab of Twitter open, there's definitely a correlation between how many hours have passed in the beginning of the day editing video with how many hours have passed as the next two sleepless days roll on not editing the video. I do feel like I've had a bad day when I've worked and when I wake up, I'm reading people's late night tweets from the UK. And then I work all day and then I end up not realizing what the time is. And then all of a sudden I'm reading British people's morning tweets and I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> a whole night of sleep has passed for some people while I have been working. And that's quite terrifying sometimes. <laughs> I genuinely am terrified by how addictive and how much of a time sink it is. Like if I if I render something or or I'm like importing something into Vegas and it's forming the waveforms with these giant like 12 gigabyte files that are uninterrupted gameplay, it takes the computer a while to process through it. My whole past 24 hours have been me trying to get stuff done and to be fair, actually getting stuff done, but still noticing that I'll like look over at another window of, of Twitter or some other social media feed while some video processing stuff is happening in the background and I will blink and an hour will pass and it is legitimately scary because this has been going on for years and that is the business model and there are these like reports about it being as addictive as cigarettes i feel it you guys i absolutely positively feel it and i want it to stop i hate it i want to yeah. go back <laughs> <laughs> i mean two things that came out of that one that matt didn't hear because i would i told george earlier just before we started recording that it's gone to the point now where I decided to purchase a laptop. Oh gosh. Just so I could work while I'm on my sofa. No, oh, before oh, the wow. show, you said the two words coffee shop and I had a physiological reaction. <laughs> I like jumped in my chair. I shed a tear. Uh, also coffee shops because, you know, in Japan, most of those are still open. But no, but mo majority is because I want to just like when I get home. I really feel unproductive and I want to carry on working, but I yes. just cannot find yes. myself being able to sit in my desk. Even if you have a home office, I miss, I like, I do. I had a WeWork hot desk membership and those days were so much more productive. I can't believe the comparison. It's not even night and day. It's life and death, to be honest. Well, oh. I decided that the smart thing to do to cure that would be to purchase a gaming laptop, a Asus ROG Republic of Gamers. Welcome to the Republic of Gamers. <laughs> Zephyrus. Yeah. Everything changed when the gamer nation attacked. I can't believe the name of this thing. The, yeah. the, the, the Asus Republic of Gamers Zephyrus M15. They have a couple of, they have like G14, G15, and then M15. And the M15 was on sale on Amazon, and the specs were decent. And so I 
was like, I know, I'll use this to work. I'm pretty excited about it, but I feel like that's just feeding into the habit. I can tile things while I'm watching YouTube on my couch. <laughs> I think the coffee shop might actually be more the variable to increase the productivity than the laptop, I wonder. I do like going to coffee shops to work, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's, mm -hmm. that's been the grand historical tradition for a few centuries now, right? It, it, it's like, I don't know how you guys feel, but like I feel like I'm able to completely focus in a coffee shop because everyone's a stranger, so I'm not being distracted by anybody coming to talk to me, like if you're in an office. Or even if you're at home where you know your surroundings. People don't get up in coffee shops and walk around like weirdos, right? You get mm -hmm. your coffee, you get your food, you sit down, you sit the fuck down. And especially during COVID times, you know, social distancing, while not people staying away from you. And then you just stay and you work. But it has this thing where you don't feel like you're on your own in an office. You're, you know, you're surrounded by people who are also being productive. We're also working. It's pressure. I don't even think it's pressure. I think it's just internal subconscious convincing. You just somehow have convinced your internal subconscious that you're like, I'm in a place where I must work. You also have to make a commute home. And that gives you a milestone for the end of the day. Well, technically, I'm still going to an office most days. But, you know, I still like... What you are not dealing with is the temptation to take a short one-hour power nap instead and get back to work after. Oh, God, yeah, that would be so good. Hi, I, I haven't had a full night of sleep in three days because yesterday I decided to take a couple one-hour power naps that prevented me yeah. from getting to sleep for the actual nighttime. Yeah, I'm also hoping my laptop will... Uh, my new laptop, my new Asus Republic of Gamers laptop, which makes me an eSports pro just by owning it, I'm hoping it does make me not nap in the evenings if i have that thing in front of me i'm distracted because when i get home and it's mm. it's getting warm in japan again you know spring is here now and that means i start getting very nappy i get very sleepy when i get home especially because i get home usually like 8 or 9 p.m <laughs> so i'm like immediately ready to pass out and then you know i'll have a nap and it'll be like fucking 11 and i'm like fuck now i'm wide awake and i've ruined my evening I'm a little sad that the Republic of Gamers brand was introduced in 2006. Uh, that means that it has aged awkwardly. Back then, it would have been a much more fun name than it is now. Well, that's kind of why they hyphen not hyphen it. They kind of shorten it to ROG. They never, ever, very rarely say <laughs> Republic of Gamers. They just call it the Asus ROG, right? Oh, boy. I imagine some people it still sounds cool. But yes, I get your point. Yeah, um, yeah. Not exactly the coolest. But speaking of like addictive social media, have you guys ever delved into the world of TikTok or, or are we just too old now? No, I've seen some good ones. I've did my toe into it. I've watched a lot of it on YouTube, but never right, have it on right. They show up. So yeah. that was my thing before. Like, you know, you would see like TikToks that make you feel like Vine is still alive again. Like those YouTube right, compilations. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the American TikTok is like, and I didn't really realize this until I sort of my it clicked in my head why. But I was messing around with TikTok. I made a couple just for fun to see, um, and I liked the sort of turnaround editing of it. But I started browsing it, and I in the beginning I was like, Psh, "I'm too old for this shit. I'm fucking sub three zero, baby. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm fucking old." Right? And then I started realizing that all I get is Japanese 
or Korean or Chinese or Russian TikTokers, right? Because of where I live. Mm. I don't know what if American TikTok is a reflection of Twitter, but Japanese TikTok is absolutely not a reflection of my Twitter, which is all doom and gloom, right? We all live in this crazy world where everything's miserable. Wow. Uh, you know, even looking at the games industry now, like on Twitter, it's kind of misery. Uh, wow. not, not great. But what has been an amazing, refreshing, like, spice to my life is Japanese TikTok is like the most wholesome, meme-filled shit that is just, like, hours and hours binge-worthy. It, you, yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah. the same memes over and over again, just done <laughs> by hundreds of different people in oh so many God. different ways. And they're all just, like, people smiling, people singing songs. And I'm like, man, it's like, look, it's like, you know, when you think of, like, dystopian vr when you put on vr goggles that take you to a paradise and you're you you know the re it's the matrix right you, you <laughs> you're plugged into the matrix and all you see is what you want to see in the happiness of the world and you know positivity but the actual world behind you is a dystopian madness well looking at japanese tiktok kind of feels like that where i'm looking into a paradise of all happiness and sunshines and rainbows mm -hmm. and the and the wake of the destruction of this is dystopia is behind me and i'm just ignoring it um so that's been fun tiktok is is for for people who who still have some light in their life <laughs> I got, like i'm watching i'm watching one now and it's a a energetic happy looking young person doing a cool dance in the street but everyone's wearing masks six feet away from them and there's a distinct lack of traffic going on in the background yeah those dances those tiktok dances i'm way too old it's so good like and it's great because the japanese versions are all like weeby japanese songs like there's a lot of like anime themed things where you just have like I don't know why they do this, but they have like really odd songs mixed in with like Japanese go characters going, Kore wa dame! <laughs> like, it's just so odd and weird. There's one called Avocados from Mexico that just makes me laugh every time. It's just a song called Avocados from Mexico. <laughs> and it's just great. There's this one guy, there's this one guy, my favorite meme is this, is this guy called Yubio. He's just this otaku, right? And he's this, and his thing, the reason he's popular, right, is he can finger clap, right? He can like click really quickly so he's like like super super quickly but he does it to songs from anime but he runs down the street while he's doing it so he's like singing the like attack on titan theme song while like finger snapping really quickly but he does it while he's running down the street so it's like a it's like a doppler effect sound so it's like it just runs past you so people Take the audio of him running down the street, and then all it is is like them reacting like somebody's running past their house. Yeah. So like the audio is like as it goes past, and then people are just like pretending to open their door and listen to him as he runs past, and it's just so wholesome and weird, <laughs> but it's so great. <laughs> so I just sit in the bath for like an hour, just browsing Japanese TikTok, being like. Maybe there still is hope in this world. Maybe these are. These young Japanese masters are our Obi-Wan Kenobis who will save us from the dystopian future we are all facing. Man, I, <laughs> I want to be on 
Japanese uh, just search uh, like some TikToks. Japanese hashtags and I think you'll start seeing them um, I don't know why the hell I get Russian TikToks but they're, Russians are also pretty good there's a great Rasputin meme that goes around that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still feel too old to yeah. like engage with it, but I'm very happy browsing at the moment. Yeah, I I downloaded it, and the first thing I got was uh, let's just say what George said: young people dancing, really, mm-hmm. really badly, really badly, um, over and over again. Okay, wait, wait. So, guys, guys, I found I found the one of him running. I want it. I just want it. I want <laughs> you to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, see if you can hear it. <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah, it's sort of. <laughs> there it is. Now I can hear it. <laughs> that's how it that's, that's look these days it's, it's just him running through the street <laughs> it's effective look what he's just I can't I can't deny that it's effective you know I, I wish the listeners could hear the one smile I've been able to eke out in over days it's so dumb <laughs> oh my god George George George, what? Yeah, yeah. George, what? George, come on now. <laughs> it's so weird because, like, George, when we did the, when we did the Valheim episode, George was like living on cloud nine. He he was like up here, and then as soon as he had to, yeah, he had to edit the episode, he just came crashing down. To Earth. I, I I was also editing the Hitman stuff and the Adam and Eve stuff, which which you did have a load of fun with. It sounds like. I, I, I mean, his, his work is work. But yes, I did have fun doing that one. Googling images of ancient dildos is work, according to George Weedman. <laughs> <laughs> he took off his headphones. Why is this not a video episode this week? George, for <laughs> anybody who can't hear, took off his headphones and just slid off his chair in exhaustion. I was just about to talk about human synchronicity and how it feels really good and how TikTok taps into the like efficient fast paced pace of of new media which is also a byproduct of commercialism and advertising but also gives like young people growing up in a generation where they wouldn't usually get human synchronicity a dose of human synchronicity from doing a few seconds of short little fun dances with their friends. For example, do you guys remember the sea shanty trend from a few weeks ago? Yeah. That that was on TikTok. Like that did not happen in any of the other social media platforms because they do not provide like that same the degree of music driven content that TikTok does. And that's something that like a lot of people never really get in their lives in the modern world except in karaoke. You know, no one sings actual sea shanties anymore. No one no one sings along in the in the pub songs. Like it feels like singing with other people is an important human experience, something that separates us from the animals. And we don't get that anymore nowadays, except in very, very, very short bursts that uh, that I think TikTok is is, is filling a, a hole in some some young people's lives with. Yeah, I don't know. I guess in Japan, people don't express themselves quite as often, right? So TikTok gives them this platform to be able to do so, especially youngins. 
Youngins. Youngins. Even though there's a couple of old... Oh, there's this other amazing dude who has a Pikachu filter on his face, and he pretends to have anime fights with Pikachu, which is himself, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, I just would rather be watching TikTok than working. <laughs> I have a solution for you. It's called working at home. <laughs> Matt, how about you? How was your weekend? You did anything? Uh, I I I read comics. What did you read? What did you, you read? read? Please comic. God! Oh, oh my you, God! Oh, you can carry on with the webtoons thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> how's that? How's that going? So, so it's like not a not a book or no no not. Okay. It's not a book about Greece or Vikings or something. I got Vagabond here. Whoa, whoa, look at that. That's a book. Look at that thick, look at that thick, look at that thick look right there. Takui Inoue's finest. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, dude open, can you open that up? Look at that art. Oh, oh, art damn. is insane. Inoue-san, the guy who did Slam Dunk. My God, look at that art. Holy shit. It's like making it blurry, but yeah, the art is, that is insane. A very, very good. Feeling oh. paper in your hands feels good, and that sensation is going away. Vagabond is one hell of a manga to own, just because it is so gorgeous. Yeah, and they start like the chapters in color, which is also pretty cool. Oh shit! What's Vagabond about? Vagabond is uh, the it's the wandering samurai. Manga. Dude, it's crazy to me how like thick a lot of Japanese manga books will get. Like when you're sitting around the izakaya and you see like the manga version of like the teachings of Buddha and it like takes up the whole shelf. <laughs> they those things get Bible thick sometimes. That's one thing I really like about Japan. I really like that they have light novels, right? We think of books as these things that maybe, you know, Apart from, and I think people who do read, we have literally a channel on our Discord dedicated to those guys book clubbing. But, you know, the idea that you take care of books, you read them, but, you know, they're kind of precious. You put them on a shelf, decoration, blah, blah, blah. Whereas in Japan, they have literally light novels. When you buy the book in Japan, you, they can wrap them up in, like, parcel paper around the book cover. So nobody knows what you're reading. So you could just be reading hentai and nobody would know. <laughs> well, isn't that, like, less controversial over there no but is you know isn't it just you know even if you were reading like even if you were reading like harry potter or something something that someone else has read some dickhead will start talking to you about dumbledore being dead right some knobhead will be like hey what do you think of severus snape right just because they know you're reading harry potter whereas in japan you know people have these light novels they're smaller books they're compact so you can take them uh, manga fits into that perfectly because manga is so small in Japan and they're really, you know, they're only what, like a hundred pages long and they, you know, they wrap them like in a book cover of parcel paper um, just so nobody, to give you privacy so nobody noses in on what you're reading. Like, why is that big Billy dude over there reading like My Little Pony or something? You know, it's just <laughs> what the dude's into, man. Leave him alone. <laughs> so... So I'm reading that Vagabond is about the, the 17th century, uh, a uh, warrior, brave fencer Musashi. <laughs> it's the it's the same mythological guy who both of them are named after. Yeah, it's a uh, Musashi Miyamoto, who was supposedly a real guy who could like chop logs and shit. Quite a Super famous dope. Japanese myth about mm -hmm. around him. Fucking dope. 
I wanted to say something about webtoons. You know how you have manga? You ever try to read manga on your on your phone? Yep. And how it somehow doesn't doesn't work quite right. It's not quite the same, but I I get by. I have the show on an app, and I pay two hundred yen a month for it. But yeah, it's it's not the best. Yeah, like the words are always too small. The art is always too small. What webtoons are in. is that they make it for your phone, so you scroll down. So it's like a comic made. Oh, 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 like oh, like the Korean, like the Korean thing, right? Like the old Korean, like horror mangas, where you scroll up and it just keeps going. Yeah. Until the end. Yeah. Ooh. And and yeah. so it's also like better adapted to digital to formats. Phone. Like you yes. don't lose your place and have to find whatever page number you left off. At. Yes. And it's not just that's like pretty cool. it, Yeah, it's like yeah, everyone that's good. draws on there. Like it's not just like American dudes. Or whatever, like everyone else on there. Yeah, I will yeah. admit when I went on there immediately, it was like, wait, where am I? <laughs> the, yeah. the, all of the art kind of looks like you know, like old Facebook ads. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's Who like is my lover? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different stuff on there. Like you're not, it's not going to only be action. It's going to be like slice of life and romance and stuff like that. Mm. So it's a very, it's a very, very different side of comics you know except like the usual like superhero stuff that you would see oh it's a south korean web portal oh yeah yeah there's some good stuff on there really good stuff on there a lot of the most popular ones look like uh slice of life stuff yeah lore olympus you see the art on that one no i was looking at down to earth it's like the number one right now on that site Oh, let me see. Popular. Oh, the wow. Art. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lore Olympus. Ooh. You see the art on With that? The, like, oh, no. You mentioned the magic word, Olympus. And George Purple. Purple. Like, like watercolor splash type. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like in Hades, people are inexplicably blue. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. This looks really nice. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like a, a bit like Samurai Jack, a little bit. Mm. But yeah, like the whole wow. art, everything is like that. The art is super good. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, have you have you read all of this? Not all of it, but I am deep into. Can it. you please not talk about my balls or my ass for that matter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah it's quote. cute. It's super fucking cute. I never thought I would read romance, but it's it's pretty good. It That's is essentially good. Hades, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Zeus Olympus. Yeah, they they keep it they keep it to the source material. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Oh no, George is <laughs> George is strolling. I'm strolling. George, George is reading. <laughs> it's it's just, another be- it's another Betty Boop. Anyways, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. This will be the second time that that, that a, a romance web comic with a, a subversive art style will have been recommended on the podcast. Yeah, it's very cutesy though. This one's very cutesy. It's not some uh, like uh, yeah. Mr. Boop was cutesy. Uh, in, uh, it's cutesy in a different way. <laughs> yeah, though. But yeah, that's the, I've been reading most of the time, man. I'm not gonna even lie. This, you know, you, you know when you just you just can't find that game that just yes. Oh, absolutely. You, you know when you just hate video games again? Yes, yes. <laughs> you just hate video games. Like... That feel when I hate video games. 
am I right, like fellas? Yeah, it's just like nothing's good enough for your for your tastes. <laughs> you know, you you feel like you've played it all. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at right now. This is there's nothing that really wets my tongue right now. <laughs> you know? Wets my lips. Hmm. Gets me satisfied. Except except uh probably some stuff that's gonna come on uh Xbox Game Pass at the end of the month. That that I might be playing. You 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 did finish Bloodborne, right? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I got to Still the blood part. I, I got to the part where um I beat Rom like right after the podcast. Okay. Yeah. And I got to the part where it shifts into you know yeah. those things were always there and blah blah blah. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah. And then eh. I, I started playing Loop Hero and then I started reading comics. That's understandable. Bloodbone will always be there. Bloodbone will always be there. That's such a cool moment though. Like like the twists at that at that specific part you just mentioned, I I, I think are like like brilliant narrative design. What that the whole world is flipped upside down? I'd like to take a minute or see right there. And things come back to life? You you find out what has been causing you frenzy damage in some earlier areas. You see some characters like like suddenly appear on buildings who weren't there before. Oh, I never oh, got frenzy shit. damage. Oh shit. Did I just I never got things frenzy. changed thematically? Like like the style of the monsters is is totally different. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe I can tempt you to pick it back up. Then. Inspired by a certain horror writer. Thing is, that moment of Bloodborne. Every single time I've played through Bloodborne, and I played through it a lot. That is the moment where like like I I will then commit for the whole night. Like like when when the screen goes white. And Rom dies, and the camera pans to a woman in a bloody dress under the moon. All of a sudden, the world melts away, immersion is accomplished, and I, I blink, and three more hours of me playing Bloodborne that night have suddenly passed. <laughs> like, like that mid-game twist, I feel, is uh, really fucking good. You know, don't want to overhype it for you. You should experience it for yourself. And uh, no, well, I mean, I, I really passed that point. I, I just. I beat like the, the the stupid more hunters inside that building that was ridiculous. I got outside to those people who are like dragging themselves across the floor. I don't know. Like I didn't have the same like like oh my god, this is so new. I didn't have the same effect. I guess because I'm playing it years later, I don't know. It just didn't it didn't affect me as much. Maybe. All it for me is like, oh okay, now these enemies just come back to life. Fucking fucking bullshit. <laughs> well, there's a necromancer you can kill to Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know. Okay, I'm just okay. hey, I have to I have to find her, the bell ringing girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's like in the corner sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate her. I thought it in in terms of mechanics. I can't get hit by the big guys and blah 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 blah. But um I don't know. I like when I first got the frenzy damage that killed me, one shot was in that place where they spawn you after Rom, and I already saw that there was a big guy on top of that. I was like, "Well, I don't need to be in this area." So when I got there, I was just like, "Oh, okay, that's the thing that was there. I can see it now. That's freaky." But that—that's pretty much it. I guess I just didn't really connect with it. But I'm—I'm I'm well, gonna beat it. At least you still—you still, you still got it. Oh, that was freaky. 
Yeah, yeah, that was tricky, yeah. Because you can see, because it's like, it's like see-through, but yeah. I saw a, a fun Bloodborne fact on Twitter the other day. Uh, in the new area that you just got to, Matt, you might hear some strange whispering noises all over the place. Apparently, if you adjust your camera angle, you can can see that they are coming from the moon. The strange um, whispering noises. The moon. There's like, yeah, there's there's like like narrative audio design coming from the moon. I mean, that does make a lot of sense, doesn't it? Man, <laughs> that game. I don't. I feel like I learn something new about that game every year, and now I'm just getting shat all over. <laughs> what do you Game's mean? Amazing. What are you talking about? The game is good. The game is good. I just. It's oh, just... it was freaky. I guess I'll pick it up later. Says I just Matt as he, <laughs> as he just decides to read just... romance webtoons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! Whatever floats your boat during these crazy times. It's so much easier to pick up and read than it is, <laughs> it to, is get to, to, to get my ass kicked in a game. Yeah, and get my ass kicked. Yeah, it really is. And if it was on my PC. It would be, I would probably have beaten it already. If it was on your Asus Republic of Gaming laptop that you could just have there on the are, sofa. Are they sponsoring you? Are they? Are they sponsoring <laughs> They better be. <laughs> they're, they're, this week's I'm episode is brought to you by Adam and Eve and Asus Republic of Gaming. You have yes, no yes. idea how often those two brands <laughs> collaborate <Republic> together. <laughs> I love my asses. The demographic yes, yes. is larger than you think. Yes. <laughs> My ass is getting too slow. I gotta order a new one. <laughs> I gotta go to Adam and Eve for my Republic of Gamers crew. <laughs> George, did you play anything or you just been moaning for three days? I am reading a book about Buddhism. So you're reading as well. Both of you are reading. Look at you, intelligent, intelligent sods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since the last episode we have recorded, yeah, full disclaimer, it has been three days. I'm so fucking sorry I wasn't able to play a video game for three whole days of my life. But <laughs> I, I did start reading a book about Buddhism. George <laughs> is going to go crazy one day. He's just going to lose it. I like it. how he just goes from one extreme, like not playing video games, but I started to delve into Buddhism. <laughs> well, well, about a year ago, I had a conversation with, with a, a a relative of mine who who married a, an Indian woman and became a Buddhist, and uh, uh, when when explaining <laughs> some of my some of my mental distress, he recommended that I read "Why Buddhism Is True: The Science and Philosophy of Meditation and Enlightenment" by author Robert Wright, who is apparently a neuroscience <laughs> expert of some kind. But the idea is that he goes Whoa. through some scientific theories behind psychology, compares them to the ancient meditative practices of Buddhism, and that's all fine and good. But you guys know what is the fucking worst, is that the metaphor he uses in the opening chapter about how much his life changed after discovering meditation and all that jazz, he says, it was like taking the red pill in the Matrix. Oh no, anybody who quotes that needs to die. <sighs> the book was God written in 2017, it. so... He should have known. He should have known. No, he knew what he was saying. Well, I, but the, 
Some Girl. people are just out of touch, man. Some people are just out of touch. No, he the, the really stupid internet movements were using that metaphor back then. But at the same time, that's such an easy metaphor to use for any kind of ideology that... Dude, you guys know what completely changed my life? Was listening to the Dad and Sons podcast. That was like taking the red pill from the Matrix. <laughs> Yeah, no. I imagine I imagine some people have said that. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I knew my life I thought my life was not worthwhile. Then I listened to these three idiots and I realized my life wasn't so bad. <laughs> I learned I learned how to transcend the desires for material needs oh, by listening to the I meditated under a tree for two months while I was listening able, to the Dad and Sons podcast. I was able to become both celibate and a vegan while listening. <laughs> oh man. Oh, God. You're not oh, living life. God. <laughs> that oh God. What is what is life? <laughs> not living life at that point. Oh boy. Can you imagine like like stumbling across like like the Dalai Lama sitting cross-legged on top of a rock with earbuds and you <laughs> pick one off and it's dad and <laughs> he's wearing his uh, traditional garb and just underneath is a dad and son shirt <laughs> from T Public. You can just see Matt's head poking out from the side of the Dalai Lama's nipple. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Republic of Gamers. The Tea yes. Public is a different regional autonomous sovereignty. <laughs> that that the national religion is Buddhism. Red pill Buddhism. <laughs> oh boy. You can tell we had a lack oh, of content God. this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell. You can tell. Uh, I don't know if you guys are ready. No. I did, put, I did put something together, but don't hold your breath, people, assuming it'll be sex toy related. I don't know. Oh, I don't got much air left. Together. Am I actually here for this one? Ooh. You are here for this. Do, do I got a hold? You can pee, George. Go pee. No, I'm not even breathing. You hold. said I oh. got to hold, hold my breath. I mean, you not breathing and you looking like you need to pee look exactly the same. Uh, that sound also mean Matt can hear quite frequently when you go to pee. Uh, Liam, what game have you been playing? I haven't been playing a game. I put together a game for this segment. Oh, can I breathe now? You should breathe. <sighs> I don't have to pee. I have to breathe. It's a different bodily function. And yet the face is the same. <laughs> I'm so glad that the listeners can't see the bags under my eyes. Maybe they can hear them, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Just swishing back and forth on his face. <laughs> hey, George, what was that? <laughs> like, like Buddha's ears. His, his buddy ears on his face. Long and floppy. Actually, yes. Sorry, yes. Before we go jump into that segment, I did actually want to talk about Something that was just a thought I had. So I said I was going to play some of the Bethesda games uh, because they got added to the free real estate that is Game Pass. This episode brought to you by Microsoft Xbox Game Pass for life. 
<laughs> um, yeah. uh-huh. I mean, a crazy deal if you like Bethesda games. Holy shit, you can play pretty much every single one of them now yeah. on Game Pass, right? And the one I was interested in because I never played it, and uh, I've heard a couple of good things about it, was Prey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's supposed to be one of the best games of the past few years. A true spiritual successor to the System Shock legacy of classic looking glass irrational studio style Deus Ex style FPS whoa. RPGs. I yes. really want to play Prey for the past three years and have never gotten around to it. That's like a perfect George game. Why have I not played it? What is happening to my life? Maybe if you purchase free real estate, you could. I think it's in my Steam library, actually. I I promised another friend of mine I would record a podcast episode about Prey with them. And you let them down. <laughs> yes, t- like two years ago. That game came out in like 2017. I played like two hours of Prey, I mm. guess. And I feel like it's okay, right? It's I, I like the intro. The intro sequence is really cool. It's very- I've heard the music is great. Yes, the atmosphere is very good. It's a very pretty mm-hmm. game. Yes, I yes, don't think I've... this is a I don't think this is an upscaled version for the new consoles or anything. I think it's just the the previous generation game placed on Oh, so last gen. Yeah. Ugh, gross. No, it looks it looks really good. There there's a lot of really you know, it's arcane, so there's you know, the characters. It is weird actually. You don't see that many characters face to face in the beginning anyway. But the world looks very realistic. It's not as stylized as maybe Dishonored, but the characters still look like Dishonored characters, just maybe toned down a little bit. So when you go face to face with a character, they look very comic book and you're like, "Oh, oh, you look kind of a little little weird points and and angles and yeah 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 like very you know black thick lines and stuff like that um but i started playing it it made me realize man that i don't know about you guys but i don't really like playing triple a games anymore no i I beat prey i beat prey uh way back but um i and i i I liked prey uh, but but yeah, I don't like tri- I don't like triple A games. Yeah, anymore. yeah, no, that's normal. That's normal, Liam. You're you're normal. No, no, but like it was like I don't know whether it's prey per se that is the problem because it felt like the most Xbox PS triple A game I yeah. can remember. Pick up objects, vid like yeah, throw objects, walk in space till find keycard, go to next room. It's the same shit. It's the hit same things shit. with RT. Or shoot things by pressing the D-pad to select a weapon. Like, so many of these tropes that were built up from the PS3 and the Xbox 360 era through the PS4 era to now. I feel like, you know, there are some games that have stepped beyond that, but, like, it felt like the most Bioish... Of course, it's like Bioshock, but it felt like the most first-person AAA game I could have played that felt like, you know, of that era... And even, you know, like audio logs, picking up things and then characters talking previously, audio logs, looking at computers and passwords. And I don't know, just felt like a, like the most tropey AAA game I could have played. I, I feel like there's two layers of the fan reaction we're going to get here. On one hand, it's not controversial at all to say you don't like AAA games. Like, no way. Everyone, everyone agrees with I that. I mean, I do and I don't. On the other hand... Not liking Prey, though, might actually net a few, uh, a few, a few negatives. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see, I guess. See, it's not that I... No, 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 don't get me wrong. I, it's not that I don't like Prey. It's just that I didn't want to carry on playing. I was like, Praying? I kind of know what I'm going to get out of this, right? 
Right. It feels the way. So you so you hate prey is what you're saying. So you hate it. I'm ju- I'm just gonna so throw it, it out okay. there, guys. I I hate prey. It's triple A. <laughs> it's generic. It's derivative. Garbage. Lowest common denominator. It's the yeah. the Hershey's chocolate of video games. That's what I'm hearing. It's like I just press RT and I swing oh, the wrench. Oh man. I mean, but a game I, did that like 20 years ago. I will say I I've started and stopped prey twice before I actually oh. did it. How long is it? Yeah, like, and it's always in the it? beginning. Uh, thirty hours or so, maybe. Probably, I you know, I I just go through the game, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. The yeah. only game that was considered long for me was Persona. That's when you really start thinking about it. You're like, oh my god, it's eighty hours in. <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, that's the only only game that I felt. Maybe <laughs> I was, I was in, and the, and, and the ti- and the title credit just came up. <laughs> the game's just started. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what the hell? I didn't get all my soul links up. Yeah, no, um, no, it wasn't too long. I, I think it was like twenty to to thirty, but that's 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 too much of an investment for you, uh, Liam. <laughs> Have you beat Loot Hero? I mean, uh, Have yeah, you beat Zero Blade? Very, very much so. Beat... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, myself. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I hate myself. No, at this point, I'm just kind of like agreeing with you. I'm like, Join the club. I'm such a shit show of a human being. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. Dude, the uh, self-hatred is so intense. Like this year, right now, for some reason, everyone fucking hates themselves. Uh, hey, 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 no. Positivity on the podcast. What's wrong with you? Okay, people? maybe Matt's the only All positive. One. All positive. No, I'm just kind of, I, I'm kinda of happy that I just kind of have realized how much of a shit I am uh when it comes to hmm. <laughs> when it comes to finishing games. <laughs> well, I to, to be honest, I've I've been fucking up too, so I haven't finished uh Dragon Quest. You haven't finished a game in a week. How dare you, man? <laughs> Dragon Quest just, it, I reached that point where I was like near the end and I was just like, you know what? I don't know if I can do that last stretch. <laughs> you know, since it's only been three days, I'll let it slide this once. <laughs> yeah, if, if it's been, you know, less than a week, you're, you're, you're all good. You're allowed to not complete a no, JRPG. No, no. Oh, this is, this is like a month ago when I played that game. But I'm definitely gonna do Bloodborne. That that just, I, I just wish it was over 30 frames. But you know, I'll stop being a PC snob. <sighs> I feel like if I beat Bloodborne, I'm gonna have nothing else left. <laughs> That's gonna be it. And I'm gonna think about getting Persona 5 Royal for my PS5 instead of waiting for it. Oh P- God, PC. no, Matt! Come on, <laughs> Matt! Is it just me? Or does the expectation of not knowing what you're going to play after the thing you currently finished, does that make you want to delay it even further because <laughs> you don't want to yes. delay the, inev- the the boredom and the pain and the loneliness? And... <laughs> the emptiness of like not having right. something actually good yeah. to play. Bloodborne is actually good. You know, you you have something to distract yourself and then you're going to put the controller down and you're going to see the same room you haven't left in a year. Hey! Whoa! Not- I leave my room. <laughs> <laughs> I go on long walks on the beach, George. You need to go on long walks. Go, come on, come on! Just go outside. Put your mask on. Walk mm-hmm. around. Get get your vac vaccine, man. Well, actually, no. I have tried. Believe me, I have tried. Have you gotten your vaccine? No. <laughs> have you, Liam? 
Japan hasn't even started rolling them out yet, so it's going to be a while before we do. Yeah, vaccines are only for old people right now when I checked, and it really pisses me off because no. I have friends who are my age who have connections through their jobs or their friends. You know, the stuff that comes from working in an office with other people, and they've been able to get vaccines. Yeah, I've seen a lot of them. Regardless, though, you, yeah. I mean, even if you did have it, if nobody else has it, or the majority doesn't have it, then there's not really... See, George, when everyone turns into zombies, <laughs> you're going to be okay. <laughs> oh, oh! you believe in the, the zombie conspiracy theory, the zombie oh, vaccine. No, yeah, don't. yeah, that's, oh, no. that's the big one. It was spreading around TikTok, then it made its way onto the Facebook boomers before <laughs> spreading over to the... No, dudes, I'm, I'm super hyped. I'm ready for it because, you know, once everybody has 5G, my TikTok videos are going to be 60 frames, crisp as fuck, because I'll get 5G reception everywhere. I'm sorry, but even mentioning that is like triggering flashbacks of me reading these reports on how, like, India and China are ready to go to war over who's allowed to build their 5G infrastructure, and fuck, I need to get out. Ah! Yeah, yeah, George, you definitely do. It's been a year. I think it's time. Get on the dating apps. Put your mask on. Oh, don't even get me stuck. No, I'm <laughs> I've, I have had one... Bad message exchange, and I don't want to go back on there again Bad for a while. Message. Was she like, I, was it like, hi, are you Super Bunny Hub? And George is like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, actually, in light of recent events, no, I, I want to make absolutely sure to, for the audience, I do not mention anything about that whenever <laughs> I... When, <laughs> that is a conversation yeah. that comes up three dates in, not... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Hi. So I just want to inform you, I am a YouTuber. <laughs> so so the way the conversation went was I, I made some funny stonks jokes, some funny GameStop stonks jokes back when that was going on in February. And and me and her giggled over some stupid ass meme humor I was I was joking about. And then all of a sudden, I shit you not, she asks, so dot dot dot, how's your medical history? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? She's Could a you... George. She's oh, the listeners George. heard that reaction. The listeners heard the face you guys just made. <laughs> so, anyways. I've never gotten that question before. Right? Right? What the fuck? Anyways, the I previous. Mean, in Matt's case, Matt would be like, uh, 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 well, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, well. <laughs> I just got insurance. <laughs> right, right, because we're we're fucking adults, okay? We're in our late twenties. So the previous two messages I sent her were like, "Oh yeah, I'm ready to to invest in stocks. It's all upwards from here. I have a portfolio full of ready to invest in that George stock. I have a portfolio full of 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 weed and newspapers and and Sony and Tesla. That sounds like every fucker in Kyoto." So she then asked, so how's your medical history? And I, I think I'm being funny and cute by saying, oh, there's been none of that since I got off my parents' insurance. Because that's a joke adults make. Adults joke about getting off their parents' insurance. I have actually, I've been to the doctor since being off my parents' And then she replies, oh, I was hoping to prospect my stocks upwards. And then, and then 
ended the conversation and unmatched and now I just, I don't want to go back. I don't want, it fucking sucks, you guys. It sucks so bad. A listener, a listener sent us a question asking how to socialize and meet people and date under the coronavirus. I am not the person to talk to. Every person you talk to on the internet is just not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. They, you're, you're going into a pool. It's not like going to someone's party. You're going into a pool of everyone. You're going to get all types of people from all walks of life, from all experiences. I ain't getting in that pool until until I get the vaccine. So, you know, the fluids, the fluids. I ain't getting in that pool until it's clean. Pools are off limits <laughs> until the vaccines are, are normal and mainstream. People are running rampant in these malls, man. I had to back up a little bit. When people are rubbing up on me, I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm going to leave. I don't think I'm going to leave. People are a little bit too close to me. <laughs> Have you seen seen the news coming out of the spring breakers in Miami this year? It's a different oh, yeah. crowd than usual. It's oh, yeah, like yeah. Florida, Florida it's adult anti-maskers who are buying extremely cheap airline tickets from airliners who are expecting a massive flood of spring breakers after the loneliness of coronavirus. And like, they're grown. Like they're in their 30s and their 40s down there trying to party. And they're not partying. They're smashing the play. Anyways. Anyways, I got to get out. But my God, I don't want to go back on a... Oh, being a nerdy, lonely male on a dating site is fucking terrible. It is. It is. It is. You just it gotta, is. You just got to... You got to do it anyway. Because if you don't do nothing, you're just going to keep being lonely. <laughs> like, like, I literally broke up with the last relationship right before Corona happened. I was not expecting. <laughs> oh! No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't stay with someone just, just because you're going to be lonely. I know. I'm just extremely fucking unlucky. That's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, didn't you have a game? He he played Cockhead. Oh, from the makers of Cuphead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you don't see it on Steam? You ever seen the Cockheads? No? The what? Cockheads. I thought oh, you'd buy it? that on adamandeve.com with the code BUNNYHOP. <laughs> oh, you, nice. you guys don't know Cockheads? Okay. Oh, here, I'll show you Cockheads. There you go. Cockheads. I am not Googling that, dude. No, no. I sent you a link oh, to wow. Steam. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this thing. looks awesome. Dude, this looks <laughs> you, fantastic. You play as a cock and you shoot things. <laughs> Whoa, the art style for this looks amazing. Yeah. Instead of cuphead, it's cockhead. <laughs> 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 I love this. I yeah, love so it. Oh my god. Someone someone really fucking took some the, time on this thing the mad holy men. shit yes. the madman actually did it this is awesome it's mostly positive it's not bad it's not bad <laughs> it's done okay it's got 381 reviews that's that's, a that's more than change. a lot a lot of indie games that's more than a lot of indie games. he's he's firing into a devil vagina that is interesting I absolutely love that Steam removed that like pickup artist Super Seducer Three game this week, and and but Cockhead is perfectly fine and normal. It has all these positive reviews and everyone loves it. <laughs> Cockhead is a story about one of us, 
A story that could have happened to anyone. This story is that no one is born with balls of steel, but they can be gained by passing through numerous travails. Game does not have any sexual or erotic implication. Game have cartoon images of genitalia, but they are only used as comic characters. In our game, we do not hint, say, or show any sexual acts, penetration, or other things with erotic component. It's intriguing. It's intriguing. Until the end, right? Until the explosive finish. Until the giant finale. I I love the like cartoony, bouncy Looney Tunes ass font design too. Why are we talking about Cockhead again? I <laughs> uh, don't know. Because Matt, this well, is what Matt, Liam Liam is. That's playing. what Matt's been playing. <laughs> no, that's what Liam's <laughs> been playing. Blood, Bloodborne. It's what, me and, <laughs> it's what me and Matt have been playing together for years. <laughs> <laughs> Sword fight. <laughs> Genital jousting. <laughs> there are now multiple games where you play as penises does this mean that uh, we are witnessing the birth of a new genre no please no please but look if you want your penis game advertised on the show george knows how to make an advert <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's George Weedman, and I feel like I'm going crazy by being extremely online. And that's why I'm here to tell you about Curiosity Stream, a lineup of thousands of documentaries about science, economics, nature, outer space, the future, and my favorite, history. With videos explaining how hieroglyphics and Bibles and printing presses and photos and computers gradually led up to everyone going crazy from being extremely online. Check out The Scribes of Ancient Egypt, where trusted expert Egyptologists will read you translating it right off the tomb these smarky proclamations of people who thought they were super great for not having to work a farm or die in a war by virtue of being the only people in town who knew how to write there's a segment of their curious minds bronze age episode literally called social networks of the bronze age these documentaries are made by qualified old media educational institutions and they'll come bundled with the streamy award nominated service nebula for the new media side of the coin and that directly supports a lineup of educational vetted youtube YouTubers who are uploading custom content and additional episodes. So if you go to curiositystream.com slash dadandsonspod, you'll get a year of Curiosity Stream bundled with Nebula for $14.79. Once again, that's curiositystream.com slash dadandsonspod. Thanks for sponsoring, and thanks for listening. All right. I think it's time for me to unveil a new game. Probably a one-off, because that's how we roll these days. <sighs> But guys, I think this will be a bit easier for you. I kind of had the idea of something called the higher or lower. Okay. And I'm going to test your guessing video game knowledge, right? Not as serious as our old games in the past, but a fairly easy higher or lower game based on a generic topic, right? So, Matt, I'm going to ask you for a number between one and three. Wait, what? <laughs> You're going to ask us a number between them and one and... <laughs> Please leave that in unedited. <laughs> please, Matt, please give me a number between one and three. That's all I ask. Two. Two, okay. Nice. So, on today's higher or lower is... What video game characters are more popular than others... Based on the amount of game sales, okay, they have sold. So it's guessing which game has sold the most, or yeah. So we start with a game, and then 
you guess. Well, we actually we start with a character. I like, and then this. you guess whether it is higher in sales popularity or lower in sales popularity. <laughs> this is so great. you guys are going to work together, right? And we there are ten. So let's see how far you get before you fail. This is going to be really, really fun because a lot of games throughout history have had really high sales that people have kind of forgotten about. Like, who the fuck remembers Brute Force on the Xbox? I don't know. So this is characters, <laughs> right? So like, what character and combined of all of the game's appearances that relate to that character in sales, does, are they higher or lower in popularity? Okay. Okay. So there are 10. Okay. So you guys are going to work together and it's going to be the team record. So let's see how much of the 10 you get right before... Okay. Okay. And let's see if you can get all 10. And then next time we do this, if we do this again, it'll be a different topic. Okay, so welcome to Higher or Lower. Cue the title music. This week's segment is sponsored by Cockhead. Someone's going to buy it. Someone's going to buy it. Someone from the Discord is going to buy it. <laughs> We have given like thousands of dollars of brand advertising away. So the first character we're going to start with is Lara Croft. Lara Croft, of course, from the Tomb Raider series. Very popular. Total games that have appeared with Lara Croft in have sold over 58 million copies. Whoa. 58 million copies, okay, for Lara Croft. Mm -hmm. So... Guys, the question is, higher or lower, is Crash Bandicoot higher or lower? With games that Crash Bandicoot has appeared in, have they sold more or less than 58 million? Lower. Right. I'm going to say lower because when I was a kid, Tomb Raider was more popular. Yeah. When I was a teenager, Tomb Raider was more popular. Yeah. I mean, they were both popular, but Tomb Raider was had like the Angelina Jolie. Yeah, the 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 you you, you can't you can't just did Crash uh, Bandicoot have a movie about him though? No, no. He didn't, did he? No, not, and not no. an Angelina Jolie movie at that. She's triple A. She is a an A lister. The, the horny little boys buying all those CDs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The triangle boobs. 58 million horny boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Triangle boobs, man. When, when you when you think back through the whole history, like, Laura has been rebooted several times. Several. Like, like, there was the anniversary trilogy for the PS360 era before they rebooted again at the end of that era for the, the Survivor trilogy, which we're, we're getting a pack of now. The character went through a more minor redesign for Tomb Raider Golden. I remember that being a sort of soft reboot. Angel of Darkness was a... A, a reboot that didn't pan out into a into a trilogy. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna take your answer now. Is it higher or lower? You guys lower. saying lower? Lower. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, George? wait. By yeah, Crash Bandicoot is lower. Crash Laura Bandicoot Croft is, lower. is higher. Yeah, yeah. I can confirm you are correct. Crash Easy. Bandicoot, fifty million. So very oh, close. More than Only I thought. eight million in it. Crash Bandicoot, obviously having not been around wow. for. That's a couple of years until recently. But I guess Lara. kids. Pretty good. Yeah. Mascot for yeah, the kids. Pretty good. 50 million on the yeah. crash series. Okay. So now important. Next character. Is he higher or lower in sales popularity than Crash Bandicoot? It is Master Chief. Okay. Oh, definitely. Should I just blurt it out? It's higher. gotta be higher. 
higher. I, I kid you not. I remember reading a headline in 2007 when Halo 3 came out that said that it was like the highest selling piece of media since the Bible or something like that. Yeah. Like, like it had reached biblical proportions of popularity at some point. Crash Bandicoot, I don't think has ever been compared to the Bible and the news I was reading in 2007. So that sounds yeah. like a pretty solid memory to me. I think Halo, Halo's massive. It has to be, it has to be higher. Okay, let's go with it. It is correct. Master Chief is more popular oh, with 65 million. Yes. 65 million copies. Yes. 65 million, million copies. Well done, guys. Almost. Two for two, baby. Just need four more. Four more? What are you talking about? We're only three in. We got four million ten. more copies. Oh, four million. Then, oh, yes. And yes. then Halo is officially a nice <laughs> franchise. Yes, nice. Nice Chief. Nice Chief. Okay, so moving on, next one, after Chief. So Chief is sitting at 65 million. Now is the next character higher or lower? It is Link from The Legend of Zelda. Okay. Oh. I feel like we're climbing a ladder here. I, I again, want to say higher. Like, like they're both mega franchises, but I let's, don't want to offend anyone, but frankly, Zelda's got older roots and more all-ages appeal, so. Uh, I guess I will go with, well, this is the new games, too? New game. This too. is in this is every like link appearance that he's appeared in in games that have, you know, yeah, the main then game. all the way yeah. back. It's got to be higher. Then higher than yeah. Gotta okay, we'll be. take higher. So Master Chief, remember 65 million. Yeah. Link from the Legend of Zelda series 84.9 million. Good job there guys. Well just, done. You're four for four. Good good stuff. Okay. Now, Link 84.9 million. Higher or lower, Snake from Metal Gear. Lower. All Metal lower. Gear games. Lower. Yeah. yeah, lower. Sorry, Snake. Metal Gear is Metal yeah, pretty kind of hardcore. No Angelina Jolie movies, no Saturday morning cartoon, no breakfast yeah. cereal. Yeah. No shitty light gun pack-in game that came with the Wii piece of plastic. Hey, he's getting a movie soon. And I bet it's going to be great. Anyways, yeah, I'm crossing my fingers. Oh, I watched the Sonic movie yesterday. Why didn't I talk about it? Anyway. What, you, you never watched, watched it before? You forgot to talk about it? <laughs> I never watched it before. And I Wait a minute, what? It. it was only <laughs> me and George that watched it? How could you yeah, forget? Yeah. Well, I kind of was. so average. Wait, anyway, no. Yeah, but, I remember it's... talking about Jim Carrey with you. I never watched it. I just thought he looked what? good. I don't want it. What? <laughs> How did you not watch it? Because I, 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 I couldn't. In Japan, Corona happened. It never came out. So it was up until Netflix. It, it came out in Netflix uh, recently. So I watched it last night. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Or maybe soon. Who knows? Uh -huh. <laughs> so are you saying lower? So you're saying Snake is lower yeah. than 84.9 yeah. million. Yeah, okay. like I, I am familiar with the numbers and it's they are not that high. You are correct. Snake sits at 49.2 million total, which is still fairly fucking decent. Well done, Snake. I'll so, Snake. so he's in the crash tier of recognizable mascots. That does sound about right, come to think of it. Yeah. yeah. Next is kind of a tricky one. We'll see. So this specifically is, is are these characters higher mm. or lower than Snake? Ooh. Michael, Franklin, and Trevor from Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, fuck off. Oh, my God. Because isn't that like... Higher. One of, if not the highest selling game of all time. Higher, is yeah. my name in more copies than <laughs> Snake? 
Oh shit. So so this time oh, we're comparing shit. with Snake. So if one Grand Theft Auto game equals the whole Metal whole Gear Solid Metal series, Gear yeah. I might be a little salty. <laughs> uh, but I higher. would believe it. I would believe it. Dude, I don't know. I, I almost want to pass on this one. This feels personal. <laughs> you can't pass. This is where the game ends if you get it wrong. We have baggage. You and I both have baggage with these two things we're comparing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like swinging our dicks higher. around, George. Higher? We're saying I, higher? I, I, I want to say lower. I want to say lower higher. to make things interesting. To, to To balance it out, you know? I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss a coin, man. <laughs> oh, no, I'll roll a dice. I'll roll a d20. And between 1 and 10 is Matt, and between 11 and 20 is George. No. It's a 3. So, Matt, you get, a, you get the final say. Yes. It's higher. Is it higher? It's higher or lower? Okay, higher. So... Snake, 49.2 million. Michael, Franklin, and Trevor, and myself have our names in 75 million. Wow. Jesus that Christ. is crazy. <laughs> One GTA game sold almost as many copies as the entire Halo franchise. And I think, yeah, uh, more, more, more the, than the entire. Oh well, my more than the ones God. that Chiefs did. Yes. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Oh, wait. Did you seriously, like, not include ODST or... No, ODST is in there. He makes a brief cameo. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Gee, but still, that's crazy. So, uh, remember, these, 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 yeah, these numbers are rough. They could be out of date as well. But yes, it's generally... What the... Um, what is terrifying is that my name is in that media. Like, it's in that media. Even though it's just a generic name, Liam Edwards. But the fact that that name represents me in 75 million different versions is terrifying but yes you are correct correct shoo that is the juggernaut we're moving into the tricky areas right because you think they might be easy but are they so higher or lower than michael franklin and trevor at 75 million <laughs> gta 5 sonic the goddamn movie hedgehog higher or lower than than trevor and franklin yep i want to say lower but i'm afraid I mean, Sonic is is like a, a Christmas stocking from the out of touch grandma. <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of copies of those shitty games still get sold. The out of touch grandmas will buy anything with Sonic on them. Sonic. So Sonic, uh, Sonic. if you were to compare Sonic against people like Master Chief and and Link, lower. Versus just one game of Grand Theft Auto. Like, I I really Lower. don't know. GTA 5 is... Every Lower. Sonic game Lower. versus one GTA Lower. 5. My God, with the Lower. money they make from that, they could buy nukes and install them on an offshore platform and declare sovereignty. And, and wow. What, what are they doing with all that money? Lower. What? That's offensive. I can't Lower. stop thinking about how many copies GTA 5 has sold starring Trevor and and Michael and Franklin. I got it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So higher or lower than 75 million. Oh, I Matt don't know. Saying, this Matt's saying lower. How the fuck do you spend that much money? And you know they're not paying taxes either. I, I can't believe that that you can make as much money as the entire Legend of Zelda and Metal Gear Solid franchise out of a tiny little office in Copenhagen where no one actually makes your game. Hey, I made the game. Shut up. 
No, I'm talking about the tax haven. You know, Rockstar is headquartered at the tiny little office in Copenhagen nobody works at. It's headquartered in New York, actually. But well, it's also actually headquartered excuse, in, in Copenhagen yes, from their licensing department that filters the tax money. Do what for, mega corporations do. Uh, I just want to know in this friendly fun game <laughs> whether mad. or not Sonic is higher or lower than 75 million. Final answers, please. Lower. You both I'm digging lower. the knife in and I'm saying lower. You guys are ending the show today because this is where you walk home with nothing. Sonic the Hedgehog sits at a whocking 150 million copies okay. sold across what? the entire franchise. Okay. At least literally there's some double, justice in the world. Literally double of what the uh, 75 million of Michael Franklin and Trevor and GT. No uh-huh. fucking way. Dude, Bobby Kotick does not need another boat. On the other hand, I'm sure there's a lot of ex-Sonic developers who are pretty miserable right now. I know Yuji Naka drives a Lotus Esprit, so he's doing Yuji right. Naka needs another Lotus Esprit, guys. Balan, Balan Wonderland needs 150 million. <laughs> what game sold the most? I think it's Sonic 1. Really? I think Sonic 1 is like something stupid. Yeah. Wow. Man, we were around for that too. What? We've forgotten. You gotta remember, Sonic's been spinning out games. Like, you gotta remember, even the shit ones sell in the millions, right? Yeah. Sonic 06, Sonic the Hedgehog, that werewolf shite, the sword shite, I, the secret ring I shite. I thought it would sell like the two million shite. or some shit like that. Grandma's stocking stuffer. Yeah, if you release enough of them, that, that, that builds up. Just make a demo for E3 and then put it out by the holidays in one year, Sonic Team. You can do it. <laughs> the grandmas who will shove it in their kids' stockings believe in you. So even though your your record now stands at 7 out of 10 for this week, let's, let's continue on just out of interest for the final couple of answers. 7 out of 10? Yeah, you, you got to 7 out of the 10. So Sonic oh, oh, is the 7th okay, spot. Your record is 7 out of 10 for this game. I just want to hear now for the remaining three answers. So, Sonic, 150 million. Next is Donkey Kong. That's a good one. Higher or lower than 150 million? The man with the tie, the banana man himself, the first member of the DK crew. Well, one thing that is, I think, an interesting and different dynamic of this is that a lot of Donkey Kong's initial popularity was through arcade games where unit sales would not be that high because it's like $3,000 machines bought by arcade owners back then. Very... I want to say lower. I want to say lower. Yeah, if we're going by unit sales, the character may be more recognizable, but unit sales, I'm pretty sure, have got to be lower. Lower. So you guys are correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Donkey Kong is lower with a uh, measly 56.4 million. The, The poor monkey. But that makes sense. But think of all the quarters that the moms and pops of the world made back in the 80s and 90s with that guy. You really think that's in the millions? I mean, I imagine it's in the millions, but I don't imagine it's in the ten, tens of millions. Y- you know what? Yuji Naka can buy another Lotus. Bobby Kotick can buy another yacht. Mom and pops closed down arcade, though. We're probably having especially hard times right now. Maybe it's time to launch a new Donkey Kong cabinet for them. <laughs> well, it is. 56 million for the old donkey. Now, next important, I think this is probably the easiest one so far. Donkey Kong, 56 million. Next is our good friend, the Red Plumber Mario. Higher. Oh, higher, higher, higher. higher. <laughs> That's just 
Hiya. You're going to say The Sims next, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. Nope. So the final one, because Easy Mario is higher, at 507 million. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that makes GTA 5 oh look small. God. Holy shit, that's, that's crazy. Mario has appeared in over 265 games, so that is a, a whopping amount of cash you can take from those games. But, and I think this is the hardest one of all, for the final one, higher or lower than Mario, is Pikachu. <laughs> okay, oh, you... are you just talking video games or all the merchandise? We're talking about video games that have appeared both those characters. Okay, if it's just video games, just the Pokemon portable RPGs and the spin-offs of them, lower. I do want to say lower. Although I bet it's tight. I bet it's tight. Lower, you think yeah. Pikachu is lower? Yeah, then for video freaking games, Mario? For video games, like, yeah. Like, Mario's a decade older? The games are more mainstream? Is Mario the, you know, the household name that Pikachu is worldwide? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just saw is. a picture of President Joe Biden playing Mario Kart with his kid in an arcade. Where the fuck did they find one of those? Anyways, yeah, no, like like old people know who Mario is. Yeah, I think my mom has had more difficulty recognizing Pikachu than she has Mario over the years. Like, like my mom knows who Mario is. My mom sometimes has to do a double take if it's Pikachu. Well, I can confirm on the final question, you are correct. <laughs> Pikachu yeah. sits at actually only 294 million. Yeah. So that tells you just how dominant Mario is worldwide insanity at 507 million. But that's crazy. All they need to do to fix that problem is make Pokemon Kart. And Pokemons. then and then they'll they'll overtake the king. <laughs> well, thank you for playing this week's higher or lower. I hope you enjoyed that, guys. Dun, 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 dun. You did a good job. Seven out of ten. So seven out of ten is your record. If we do this again, we'll have another topic and we'll see if you can get the full ten out of ten from IGN.com. It would be really interesting to do this with weird ass, like beloved indie games that might have had troubled histories. Like we will have a, like, you know, there's a couple of different topics. I'm not going to spoil them. But the reason I asked Matt for a number is because there were three topics today. Matt rolled. Matt chose the number. You know, <laughs> it's just the way it is. It's the way the cookie crumbles, George. I feel like we're, we're good to skip news this week. It's not a busy news week. I just don't know if like the stories happening yeah. are really exciting me this week, you know? No, one's sad. The other one's... Oh, welcome to my world. All right, let's go to the questions. Sometimes we do get you, Matt. <laughs> this week, I know we're not getting you, so let's go to the questions. <laughs> Mr. Bubbles has a good one. I'm doing all Patreon questions this week. I'm doing a, 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 a gauntlet, because I, I didn't have any small talk, which is hey, funny. we are an hour and 20 in. <laughs> I know, it is funny how that works out. Even when I don't play games, I still Look, got something, I told you I? I'd provide. I told you I'd provide. Even when I feel like shit, I still manage to... To, to, to giggle morning. my way through this stuff and then <laughs> put on that parasocial relationship face. Mr. Bubbles says, Dad and sons, what are your opinions on hunting and fishing? I haven't been fishing Ooh. in years, but I enjoyed Ooh. it while I did it. Made Sick me appreciate the food I had and was pretty <laughs> relaxing. Ugh. If you have any stories, opinions, or history, share. <laughs> Just that's it. If you have any uh, stories, opinions, or history, 
Share. The last time I fished, I was in the, the Boy Scouts. And, no, that uh, must have been a while ago. That was a while ago, man. And I did enjoy it. Um, but I, I've always wanted to do it again. Just haven't done it. Haven't done it. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with fishing, actually. I, really? Was like, there was like a stint. <gasps> that is so easy to picture for some reason. That was a stint when I was about, I, it's got to be 9, 10, 11, maybe. For like three summers, uh, you know, school out. I went fishing every day for like three summers. Did uh, you eat the fish? No. Because oh. in the UK, it was coarse fishing. So it was, you know, not sea fishing. And you had to put the fish back. So you would go fish at lakes or ponds. And, you know, the ecosystem of those lakes and ponds is heavily regulated, heavily, like, monitored and stuff. Everybody knows what fish is in there. So everyone knows what the biggest fish and stuff. And then the idea is that you, you try and catch it and stuff like that. But yeah, coarse fishing. Mostly carp fishing. So, uh, and bream and uh, pike and all sorts of stuff. Nasty zander and stuff. Yeah, don't pike get really big? Yeah, they can be big ass, ugly ass monsters as well. They're scary, uh, especially when you try to unhook them with their massive teeth. But yeah, no, I was super into coarse fishing when I was a kid. I got it from my dad. My dad used to love fishing as well. But I mean, it was so weird because it was something that I just loved doing. Uh, for Christmas, I wanted fishing gear. Like I, there was a couple of Christmases where I wanted fishing gear. Um, and then as soon as I moved to Wales, when I thought I was going to be sea fishing and stuff all the time, it just never happened because... The accessibility of the lake that was behind my house in when I was living in England, when I grew up there, I could go there. I had a membership. I could go there every day. It was a five minute walk. I could take my gear versus the accessibility of getting a boat, hiring a boat and then going sea fishing uh, was completely different. So I just kind of I stopped and I went fishing maybe twice in 10 years and I haven't been since. And it's kind of sad because I really enjoyed it. It's really even as a kid, like it was really like peaceful. And, you know, just really relaxing. I would never yeah. go hunting, though. I can't do that. Yeah, no. I don't eat the fish either. I put them back. So, I don't know. I couldn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm for sure not, not much of a sit back and shoot an animal type of dude. Yeah, no way. Did you eat the fish, Matt? Um, I, We never ate the fish in, in, in Boy Scouts, no. You I, I mean, I don't know how to fucking clean the, cut the, the scales up. I've seen it done before, but. Yeah, it seems like too much fucking work. I, I mean, I, I know it sounds lazy, but like I don't I haven't done it before. I done it once years ago. No, no, I haven't done done it once years ago, and it's just hard. It's hard to kind of do all that just for for fish. So I'm just like, ah, eh, I'd rather just leave it to the professionals. <laughs> I think I'm fully into this. Uh, let someone do it for me type of a uh, age now. How old were you? It would see. It would have to be around nine. Yeah, I guess at that point in your life, you would have known whether or not this was an interest you wanted to get into, and yeah, it just didn't. It, you didn't get hooked. I, <laughs> nice one, George. Nice one. Thanks. Purely disappointment. I I feel like I can see a correlation between people who like video games with people who might like fishing. Like in both kind of activities, it's it's hand-eye coordination. It's it's like mastering a, a, an environment that has rules and regulations. And uh, God, can you imagine fishing now? It sounds like such a dream. Just go and sit outside all day, drink beer, eat a picnic, and yeah. wait for a fish. God, yeah. that sounds wonderful. Well, over here in the land of the free. Uh, I have some some relatives in the family <laughs> yeah, who 
you know, live live out in the country. They may not have might not have talked to them much in recent years. But back when I was a teenager, they Used they to took hunting. they took me out to to the river for a fishing day, and I fucking had a blast. And we ate the fish, and yeah. we cooked the fish, and I chopped that fish up. I, I took the monster. fish out of the water onto the grill. I did not bludgeon it. I let it dry it out. Apparently, you can bludge them then if you want. Um, I, I, I couldn't bring myself to do that. And yeah, I ended up catching like an actual meal sized fish that I ate and was satisfied with. And now I feel like if the world really does go to hell, the Air Force camp I went to as a kid and the fishing trip that I went to as a teenager and from the bicycle tour I went on as an adult, you know, I feel like like I could uh, go out there in the woods and punch some trees and start a fire and build a house if 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 things get really bad over here in the land of the free. I think I could I could handle myself. Yeah, yeah. Feeling real, real validated right now after such a shitty week, but I'm just fantasizing about it. That's all. Let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've all fished, but not hunted. I feel like that's good. Yeah, no, I, fuck I'm, that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm proud of I, I'm good. I, I don't know. Like, that's, you know, I can't see myself. I know, I know when it's a fish, like, I wouldn't feel bad if I took a fish home and ate it. They're not like, mammals. I would definitely feel bad if I shot, like, an animal that's as big as me. With a cute face. And, and took it home. With a cute face. Yeah. Something and, I would And, and fur. Yes, yeah, so yeah. you can't really like like bond with the fish in the same way. They're further from the family tree than us. You know, sorry to all the fish out there, but but yeah, yeah, sorry to the fish. You know, <laughs> but but the 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 deer and the boars of the world. I don't know what people hunt. Deers and boars, right? The deers and boars of the world are a little bit closer on the family tree. I'd feel a little worse about that. It's a little hypocritical because I mean, we all eat meat here, right? We all eat the chickens and the, oh. and the beef. But when lab yeah. meat becomes affordable, I think I will be switching. Lab meat? Like, I, I am all about ethical agriculture. La- lab, I, lab meat? Lab meat, yeah. yeah. Why, why, why you got to call it lab meat, man? I know what you're talking about. But why you gotta call it Reduce meat? the methane emissions and global warming and the, the land footprint of farms. <sighs> I mean, luxury real meat will still be a thing. It'll just be a little more expensive. But yeah, I've never been able to bring myself to like full vegan, but I do believe in in the vegan argument from the ethical standpoint. Like I I cannot picture a future 200 years from now with the way the world's going and the meat industry still being a thing by then. Let's see, well, I haven't been vegan for like what? Like a year or two now? Well, you were doing it for medical reasons. And yeah, for medical reasons like I'm totally fine being vegan again. Like meat is not that serious for me. It's not actually that hard, guys. Is that is is not that serious for me? Like um, like like I've had a lot of vegan meals that are fantastic. Good good cooked like beef and chicken does taste really really good if it's like really like cooked well and stuff like that. But please don't take my yakiniku away from me. <laughs> I've had that the other day. <laughs> But you know, lab. What about the yab yakiniko? Some lab, lab meat. 
on there, uh, Liam. You want some some of that live meat over that, right? Uh, I don't know. Like uh, to be honest, if it tastes good and I, and I can dip it in sauce, I don't care. <laughs> right. Me. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't know that what a chicken nugget is made out of at that point anyway. It's just it's paste. It might as well be lab meat if it's fast yeah. food. No one's gonna notice the difference. No one's gonna notice the difference. Is lab meat really worse than like you know? At farm. <laughs> I, I do gotta wonder though, like even even if shitty fast food restaurants switch over to lab meat, I bet that would still do a lot of good for the world's environment. I hope so. Even if the shittiest deep fried food that no one would even notice anyway, that's still a huge enormous business that that kills a lot of animals and takes up a lot of space in the world and shoots a lot of fart gas in the atmosphere. I'm all in for like improving the environment. So if we can do that, let's Let's do that. I'm tired of getting poisoned by all the fart gas. Anyways, uh, friend Nard says, <laughs> okay. what feature of modern controllers is your least favorite and would not mind going away? Be as specific or broad as you want. X and Y and B and A being on different positions. Stop it. Yeah, no, that's a big one. B and A and X and Y. They always flip back and forth when you go from Nintendo to anyone else. Yep. Stop it. Stop that. It means we have to use glyphs. We have to use the glyph system for developing. Didn't That's Sony like like recently say that their first party titles in Japan have to conform to the rest of the world's button placements now? Yep, which is dumb. Just let people choose themselves, please. Yeah. You have games use glyphs. Like Apple Arcade started doing this and it's pretty good. Glyphs is showing the four buttons of the of the face and then just the color the circle of the one that needs to be pressed the switch style yes oh that's don't, so good don't say press a just show the symbol everybody can understand that it works so well for non-gamers like every time yes. you try to play a game with a non-gamer they get mixed up they look at back and forth at the controller to the screen yep. but they don't do that with switch games it's magic but yes the position is really frustrating also, the bumpers on the Xbox Series X and the uh, the Xbox One controller are garbage. Throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> and, have, and have the the triggers are amazing, but the the bumpers on them are terrible. Bring back the Xbox 360 bumpers. I miss the Xbox 360 controller. I miss it so much. So I, much. I, 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 no, no. I don't miss it. Yeah, it's it's still it's still a step up overall. Like the D pad got better, the the bumpers got worse. I think the Series X is one of the best controllers. Yeah, the bumpers got terrible. Everything else got a little bit better at least. Like I love feeling the little ridges on the stick. Oh my god, yeah. I just want to rub those all day. I, no man, like I, I have one right here. Like I, it's I just, gorgeous. I, I You're just rubbing rather, it I just, on the podcast yeah, I, in front of everybody. I, I, yeah, I'm rubbing my ridge stick. Oh man, rubbing this ridge stick on the podcast makes me makes me all giddy. Um, no, like <laughs> sponsored by the, Adam the feel of the controller is different, and I I rather go back to that nice 360 feel. The smooth, like the matte. No, oh yeah. no, the greasy, greasy, <laughs> glossy. Ugh. Yeah, I want the yeah. I want the Cheeto Cheeto stained. Um, 360s controller. Yeah, you can you can feel the DNA of the grandfathers of the child who touched it before you, <laughs> just all over. 
is all in the crevices in the corners. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can feel generations of dirt and blood and sweat. <laughs> Dude, go to the bathroom, get yourself a couple squares of toilet paper, some isopropyl, like one drop, a bit of water, one wipe, and it's it's like new. See there now, but the Series X control I think is one of the best controls I've made. It's just that the bumpers, thankfully, not bumpers. used that often. Bumpers go. Are terrible. They're really bad. Really bad. I wish that uh, Valve uh, paid the extra money to have a rechargeable battery in the Steam controller. I don't like how some wireless controllers will still require you to change the batteries today in the year of our Lord 2021. I hate that I didn't grab one of those. I, I I hate the batteries as well. Xbox can, you know, they can really just fuck off with asking yeah. me to put batteries in these days. Seriously. Get over it. I'm sorry, can I download a battery from the internet? No, into the trash it goes. Just let me recharge it with a freaking USB-C, come on. Mr. Bubbles asks, is it just me or are there more monkey games coming out? Wow, Mr. Bubbles got two questions. Between Ape Out, Gorilla Tag, Ancestors, and Black Myth Wukong, I feel like I'm seeing more and more monkeys. Is this the monkey renaissance? It's all the racism. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is this the monkey renaissance we wanted since ape escape and donkey kong 64 who, wanted, who the fuck wanted a monkey renaissance also oh what monkey game God, would you make video podcast you should have seen the expressions <laughs> what's the deal with monkey games liam Look, I, I mean, I'm just going to say this guy just listens to you and you're the only person oh, I hear talking about monkey games. God. I want to ask, like, what, what is this aversion to monkey games? Monkeys are fun little, fun little boys. Monkeys essentially are naked humans that throw poop at nah, each other. No, no, no. <laughs> there is a line between humanity and monkey that you can play ancestors mankind odyssey to find out about but i feel like monkeys are versatile video game characters that can do most moves a human character would be expected to do plus extras that versatility is really good i also think that monkeys are expressive creatures they have good body language they have good facial language i think it is easy for a player to identify with the monkey because when the player thinks hmm can i do this thing they know exactly what they're gonna get with the monkey but isn't it too uncanny valley that that you're doing something that human beings can similarly do, but in just poorer form. No, because if Gorilla Tag VR used any other animal, (laughs) it would not work. Yeah, because, I mean, that makes a lot more sense, but... (laughs) I seriously imagine if you have a lot of video game ideas in your mind, a monkey character would be able to adapt to a lot of them, which honestly, I think, speaks to the... the... I mean, this is weird because you say aversion, but like literally one of the most famous video game characters of all time, a 50 million coffee seller in Donkey Kong exists. Yeah. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding, my brother. I like playing Donkey Kong in Smash a lot. He's really fun. I don't have an aversion. I just, they're naked humans that throw feces. Yeah. I feel like I understand why you like it, though. It's the base, the base instinct of like those raw human instincts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just at the, at the very basic level. Well, the thing is, is that since they're not actually humans, 
that means it's like okay to do a bunch of weird shit with them that would look really weird and creepy if you were doing it to a human character. Which is exactly what I'm trying to say about why you like them. It is. This is why most people like monkeys, because they're fun little scamps. It is that, hmm, if I stick my finger up another human's butt, it's weird. But if I do it as a monkey, it's, it's funny, funny, right? <laughs> Think of how much more you can get away with if you're a monkey instead. <laughs> okay, George. Matt, do you have any <laughs> opinions about monkeys in video games? Wait, oh no, oh no. no, I just remembered you already had one. Oh god. No, <laughs> no, I have no opinion. I have no opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching some Ape Escape footage that I just never got into Ape Escape. Ape Escape was, I guess you had to be there. They really, uh,. <laughs> Really, really, really wanted kids to buy those DualShock controllers, and Ape Escape was like the only game that made use of it for a while. <laughs> Jeez. A very familiar name here. Arcadian asks, Ugh. what constitutes polish in a video game? How is a game being polished different from a game being finished? How do you tell the difference between unpolished and unfinished? <laughs> This is a really good question, actually. I love Best this question. Idea. It's totally subjective. Everyone's going to have a different answer. Ah, but it's not. <laughs> ah, yes, but it's not. Cyberpunk is unfinished so, and yes. not polished. <laughs> so there is like, there's two things. I mean, from a, uh, just very quickly from a development standpoint then. So you have two things. Uh, I mean, a game is broken up into many things, You, but you can bring it up into two things. Your minimum viable product and then your good game. Right. And that is your polish game. Yep. And your minimum viable product is the game that is just the bare fucking minimum of what you need to represent is everything in the game. And that is what cyberpunk is. It is your bare minimum viable product that is just it doesn't have that extra touch to it mm -hmm. that makes it a good game. Minimum viable products very rarely are good games. They are the they are the mediocres. They are the they just got it out the door. They got it yeah. finished, right? The Sonic yeah. 06 of the world. So that's the thing about game development and why it's really important when we talk about crunch and we talk about production, because ultimately, if you're not reaching that minimum viable product, you have less time to polish. And I don't like I don't like hearing video game critics talk about, oh, it's unpolished and stuff like that, because they don't know what the definition of polish is for that video game. They're just guessing from a consumer standpoint. But polish for us is that extra mile that you go when you finish your minimum Finishing viable touches. Product. The cherry like, you on know, the top. You, yeah. You know, when you write an essay and you finished it and you've got the minimum essay done and then you walk away and you go back later with extra time because you didn't do it the night before and then you edit it and you make it better and you rewrite it and you clear it. That's what polish is. And yet that is different from being unfinished and the reason why I say this is subjective and everyone's going to have a different answer is- Because unfinished is not unpolished. Because of the ever-present schism between producer and consumer, but also because of the ancient creative struggle that is never actually wanting to finish the thing you're working on. In tons of mediums, it's always a struggle to actually declare this thing ready to, to ship and launch because you could be working on it the rest of your whole life, polishing it up forever. Yeah, but th th it, it's, it is subjective in that kind of way, but that kind of thing doesn't... Games that... Nobody ever wants to finish working on a game, right? But... The reason there is beta footage of video games, the reason there is alpha footage of games, the reason there is prototype footage of games is because that's where you were heading with your minimum viable products. And then characters, when people are like, wow, look at beta Ocarina of Time, Link, he looks so different from Final Link. That's because, you know, over time, you get to the polished version state of Link later on. 
Why do you see so many trailers where the UI of a game looks different to the one that comes out later? Well, it's because the minimum viable one they had didn't really work and they polished it up towards the end. You know, that's game development, right? Uh, unfinished doesn't mean unpolished. I think you look at Cyberpunk and I do think it's finished. It's just unpolished. In that regard, they, they did just, ship they, it. They finished it. You know, they pressed the button. You can finish the game, right? We have like that game, but unpolished means not fixing bugs, right? Being unable to polish is like not fixing most critical bugs, not being able to fix issues or, you know, optimization and graphical issues on top of that. Polish is when your game goes from just being good or mediocre to being what is the game that people will give eight out of 10, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 is for, right? It's why. You know, most of the time Nintendo games take so fucking long because they take a long time to get to their minimum viable. And then they spend years adding that magic dust on top, right? Which actually is just time. Time is so important in video. If anybody tells you, and I've had a boss tell me before, time is no important. It's no excuse for a poor game. Uh, fuck off. Yes, it is. Because time <laughs> is time, right? If you have so much time to finish an essay, you're going to do whatever you can in that time, right? The longer you have to do something, I'm not talking like 10 years development hell. If you are focused for a certain period of time, the longer that time is, the more focus you have, the better the product will always be. In video games, that's so true as well. So, you know, the smoother your production cycle runs, the quicker you get to your minimum viable, the quicker uh, you get to the polish, and then you get to spend all the fun time trying to polish the video game and make it the best you possibly can. Hopefully that helps. Why? Well, yeah. I don't know if that's exactly the same question they're asking. I understand what you're trying to say. You're basically saying, why is this game better than other games? For why is why is Dark Souls two not as good as Dark Souls one? Well, they they actually have a follow up to Ar Arcadian wanted to continue the, the question here with a, a big spicy meatball. What's, what's the spicy meatball? After all these questions, I want to hear you discuss: Is Dark Souls two polished or unpolished, finished or unfinished, or both, and why? It's none of any of them. So why is it not finished? But it is finished. It's a it's see it's subjective. But it's not. It's a finished it's a finished game. It's just made you just by You said a, it's not. No, it, it's it's none of those. It 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 is like it's a product that's made by a different director that is different to the other games made in a different way. That's why it feels so different. Maybe, and this is the this is where it's key, and this is why you like more video games than you like others, is because some directors are very good at doing the polish, right? Let's think about Kojima and his thousands of little details he has, right? On that was another game. example I was going to give out. Yeah. But then think about Miyazaki, and why is Miyazaki's game so consistent and so good, and why are they so, like, content-full, but they feel so polished, and the bosses are so great? Because whatever production he runs is a very successful one. And he's obviously a very good visionary of his things. Why is Dark Souls 2 the one that people maybe think is the black sheep and possibly think is unfinished, blah, blah, blah. It's ran by a different director, but it's not an unfinished game and it's not an unpolished game. It's just a different game. So, so how would you apply these very subjective and loose and wishy-washy terms to a game like Metal Gear Solid 5, which I think like the universal consensus would agree is a very polished game that does feel unfinished it feels unfinished yeah well you're talking about five right yeah they cut out a big chapter towards the end that made the ending disappointing or metal gear solid v to be specific that is an interesting because 
So you're talking about consumer, right? I'm talking about developer. I think from a developer standpoint, it is not wishy-washy. It's very, very cut and dry, very easy to define. I also never like semantic arguments. And I totally get how any game that actually ships fits the dictionary definition of finished. But, you know, that's the, the consensus on MGS5 is that it feels unfinished. So you think the story feels unfinished, not the gameplay, not the core loop, not the mechanics, not the levels. You think the story is, and that is just one element that makes up the entire game. So you've got to look at it from what Kojima's standpoint is. And this is what is really intriguing about these things for me is because I can really see it, which is Kojima, when he made Metal Gear Solid V, cared more about the gameplay, which people think is weird because it's Kojima, right? Oh, yeah. It is so evident that whatever the dynamic between Konami and Kojima was, they agreed in some way, or whoever told Kojima he had to focus on it, was that gameplay was king for that game because that's where all the polish went, right? That meant that in the production cycle of the time they had, story was something that got left behind inside of the minimum viable, which is this works, just get it out the door. Get it out the door, ship it. That's where the term ship it comes from. Ship it, ship it, get it out, just ship it. But you're not going to get like specificity to any of these answers with I think if you sat down with Kojima and he was able to tell you, I think he'd be straight up be like, they wouldn't let me. They told me to focus on gameplay. I focused on gameplay. I tried to do the story, ran out of time. Nothing is ever as like as mysterious and as illogical. Game dev is so weirdly logical. Like if you don't have time to do something and your priorities are not aligned correctly, things fall apart. Games are made of so many different mechanical pieces, right? Like Dark Souls 2, you look at the medulla, right? Possibly either of two things. One, the medulla was this new idea and they didn't quite work out. They were unable to flesh it. Or two, the world wasn't working and they had no idea how to piece it together. So they put something in very quickly to get to the minimum viable, which is the medulla so they could teleport around the world everywhere. Right? And they're like, oh, we fixed it. Right? Okay, great. We don't need to think about cohesively putting the world together like we did in Dark Souls. I want to ask why everyone cares so much about that anyway. No idea. Because it's different. That's why. It's different. But it's also that I guess Dark Souls interconnective world is a big selling point of those games, right? And, and selling points change depending on the audience, depending on the trends that are popular at the time, depending on when you happen to launch. What I'm yes. saying is that you can't quantify this stuff mathematically. These, these are terms that are going to change depending on the example. I think you're absolutely right. Someone's definition of how polished a game is versus how unpolished or finished and unfinished is like a completely almost black and white thing to me. But polished and unpolished, yeah, I think, you know, oh, the textures on those characters don't look as good as like that. Or, you know, that animation is, doesn't seem like as fulfilled as this other animation. I get that. But it's still like it comes from a very easy to understand place. And it's still quantifiable in terms of time, I think, from a developer standpoint anyway. Not your personal preference. If you think like, oh, the textures on Mario's head don't look as good as they did in the previous game, that's a completely different thing. And I mean, I guess I just got a dose of how uh, low FPS spikes in Bloodborne do not feel as unpolished to me as they do to Matt. That, yeah, definitely. If they could have optimized it, they spent more time, maybe, I don't know. Like, that would be a layer of polish. It would. Optimization absolutely is a layer of polish. That would count. Absolutely is a very finished, very complete feeling game. Yeah, way more than Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk doesn't feel complete. 
<laughs> right, that's that's another way. If you don't want to use unfinished, it doesn't feel like it's complete. There's a lot of areas that are just empty and you can't access. The ending is rubbish. Like everything just seems just like it's missing something. Just just imagine how well we could evolve all of games criticism as a medium if we reverted to it feels unfinished or it feels unpolished rather than making the declaration it is unfinished yeah. or it is unpolished. Because you're never going to know what happens, you know, inside of yeah. the team. So only yeah, only the director of the project or the creative director can tell you whether or not really it's unfinished. Like if it's not their original vision. Or it was just a shitty game. Right. Yeah. And their original vision is is a subjective imaginary thing that, that's gonna be different from the kids playing it. Like, how different do you think my experience was playing Metal Gear Solid 3 as a kid who grew up sneaking through the woods in Air Force camp? Like that totally means I'm looking at a different thing on top of being colorblind, that like I am kind of sort of digesting stuff in a very personal, different way from everyone else that brings to light those personal, personal aspects of taste, like stuff that begins in childhood determines what kind of, what kind of things you like as an adult. Mm -hmm. I like the next question. I knew that from childhood. We have time for one, but there's two good ones. Oh, should we flip a coin? I think we should just go with the Jacob's one. <laughs> I think that one's going to be the most fun. Dear Dad and Sons, what's the most irritating misconception you think us listeners have about you? <laughs> George, go on. That we don't know what you're going to correct us on? Well, what do they correct us on? Everything. Every, every, every... They do? Yeah. Do you not remember the TV episode? <laughs> 4K TV. Oh, I remember the TV episode. We all remember the HD TV. But there's like like minor slights and jokes and assumptions and like references and inferences made between the lines that we know we are aware that we don't know 100% of everything you guys know, but we, in a literal sense that's semantically correct, but we still know the <laughs> stuff that we don't know. So, I, yeah. <laughs> if you roll a dice, right? Yeah. There will always be somebody who knows more about what we're talking about out of all of you who listen to this show than us. Yeah. There will always be one person Who's who's like an expert in Asus Republic of Gaming laptops? Yes, and there also might be somebody who yes. is a complete and utter nerd about Adam and Eve products. Who knows, right? Yeah. So even if you don't know and you're listening to us and you learn from us, that person might be getting a bit miffed or a bit pissed off that we're presenting the facts wrong. So hmm. yes, when you do come to us without your corrections and clarifications, we we hear you. <laughs> Yeah. Matt, what about you? What misconceptions do you think people have from you? Yeah, tell tell them, Matt. Tell them all about it. I, I, I don't I don't know if I have one. Oh, because you just love them all, right? No, no, it's not that it's not that I love them all. It's I I don't remember hearing anything that irritates me. <laughs> Cause I don't think you've listened to anybody. Because you're not as extremely <laughs> online as, as me. Oh, oh, we we talk about the Discord. We talk about just like, hey, George, are you 
Are you coming in here thinking that your two weeks of activeness in the Discord clarifies my eight months of managing that thing by myself? You did not manage a thing by yourself for eight months. Okay, listen, guys, I had a Where were you? Where were you? There all eight months? He kind of no. Where were you? <laughs> We've gone back and forth. Okay, I just want to tell you guys about a conversation I had involving an airplane in there. <laughs> There's a guy in the Discord who's making a flight simulator, so he knows wow, a lot about yeah. airplanes. He does. And so I have a childhood memory of, of when I thought I saw a cool airplane flying in the sky. And it was a little black triangle, tiny black triangular dot that, that was happening in like 2004, 2005 when the Iraq war was going on and the Air Force bases I was living next to were doing their training runs. I have this childhood memory of seeing a little black dot in the sky in, in the Georgia suburbs. And I'm like, oh, I might have seen a U-2 bomber or an SR-71 Blackbird. The really cool Cold War stealth planes. And then that started a big thing in the Discord about how, no, I'm wrong. They only fly out of Missouri. <laughs> But I like that you're so angry that you might that you are wrong. <laughs> it could it could have been a UFO, George. It could have been like a it UFO. Was, it was 15 years ago. I was a child. I was a child, <laughs> really into airplanes, and I have this cool childhood memory that is an important. I associate it with that that yard. My childhood backyard is the yard I would look at cool planes from. <laughs> And the one time the cool plane happens to be a black triangle instead of a blue triangle or a gray triangle, it's like... Are you sure it's black? You're colorblind. It could have been... Anyway. Oh my fucking god, it, it does not white. work like that, Liam. I'm... I... It was probably a UFO, George. You probably got anally probed at night. <laughs> The night everything changed for George. It would explain a lot. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh my god, he left the Discord. <laughs> he rage quit the Discord. I hope he's still recording. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm <laughs> exploring. So <laughs> the episode's done. Yeah, he the That's it. <laughs> this is a show. <laughs> <laughs>